Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. We got some mailbag questions, we got some mini recruiting updates, and we got NBA Combine um, to discuss as well. Um, but I tell you what, Kyle, since we always get sidetracked with the mailbag, like who knows, Kerry Blackshear Jr. might decide to commit right in the middle of this podcast, like when he announced, like when it was announced that he was possibly grad transferring last time we did a mailbag. Uh, so we're going to start out with some questions, and they're kind of going to let us lead into some news as well. Um, SBD asked, What's the latest guess on uh, Jaden McDaniels? So let's just knock that out at the jump, Kyle, <laughs> since we have to talk about it every day now because there is some news to get to, but I'll just ask you, have you heard anything since we talked last night? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, I think, you know, he's obviously past the deadline now, so he's only going to sign a, a grant and aid, not a letter of intent, not a binding letter of intent. Um, not all that surprising, and and I think it's still very much a toss up at this point. The the famous, uh, I think he's a pretty young guy. Somebody's written a story about him, Tipton Edits, who the kid who does all the Jerry, many, yeah, no, the kid who does all the or many of the um the edits uh for on social media where they he basically photoshops guys into different college uniforms so they can make their announcement with a cool looking graphic. Um, one of the kind of low key, like most informed people in recruiting because, um, you know, he's making these for the kids and, and they, for whatever reason, trust him not to give their news away. I guess they do because he hasn't over the years. Um, and he, he put out a little like, um, gif saying something like, like which uniform would Jaden McDaniels look best in? And it's all, all of his five finalists. I don't think there are five schools in it. I think it's Kentucky or Washington. Um, but that alone makes me think at least we're getting close to something because he's reached out to this guy to make him, uh, to make him a graphic, I guess. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be forever, well, a, a forever wait. I, I think it'll be soon, but when I don't have any idea, I think it'll be when all of us have kind of given up watching, uh, probably like on a, at like 10 AM on a Saturday. <laughs> He'll just post it on Instagram with a graphic, and that'll be that. Um, real quick to your kind of comment about Tipton edits. It was that graphic you're describing was taken by both Dante Allen and Tyrese Maxey and reposted, and they just had the part where it was him in the Kentucky, and they said, oh, this you look good in this uniform. So obviously those guys are recruiting him. Um, the other funny thing, and Kyle, I don't even know if you got a chance to see it because it was deleted uh, relatively quickly after it was pointed out by a couple people, <laughs> there was this is where we are in this recruitment, and it's no, it's I don't blame uh, Jaden himself because, but this is the chaos that ensues uh, when these things kind of take a little bit longer than anticipated. There was a on Twitter, I'm gonna get this all right. On Twitter, there was a screenshot of what was supposed to be a private group of the high school that he attends of administrators 
and they were scheduling a, an announcement for um, Friday, and then in the comments, the supposed principal of the school said that he has signed a letter of intent to Washington. All of that, I think, was actually false, uh, but it was just that is the, the level of trying to be like sleuthing that some people are, are at at this point, which I, I find entertaining to a certain extent. But on to like actual news on this recruitment today. Our buddy John Hale, who Kyle took the task for writing about recruiting, went and got some actual sports news, and he talked to Jalen McDaniels, older brother of Jaden, who Jalen went to, oh goodness, was it New Mexico State or San Diego State? I always San Diego get, State. Okay, I always get those two confused. I guess because I think they have the same color scheme, and they end in state, and they're in the southwest. Anyway. Um, you got some quotes from him up at the NBA Combine, which we'll be talking about the Kentucky guys in a bit. Um, but basically, he confirmed what we just talked about. He said that uh, it's down to two schools, and here's the quote: "One's at home, one's far away from home." That's you know, so that's Kentucky and Washington. And then he said, "It just depends on what he thinks." I really don't try to get into it much with him. It's really his decision. I don't want to impact it. So even his brother, Kyle. Has no idea what's going on, so how are we supposed to have any kind of updates? If I'm going to throw out a prediction, I'd probably lean towards the homeschool getting at the heartstrings the longer it goes out. So that's what I'd say, but I literally have no idea. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought the interesting thing about that, I'm I'm sure he knows more than he let on there, but uh, the interesting thing about that to me was I, I looked like John asked him, you know, for a kid that seems so shy and not interested in the spotlight, like how do you think he'll handle being at a place like Kentucky? And and he didn't seem the brother didn't seem to think that would be a problem. He said like on the court he's a different guy, uh, that he doesn't seek the spotlight, but he's not like doesn't shy away from it, I think was the gist of those yes. remarks. And so um to me that that to me that's the more important piece of this at this point. Um I mean, he's going to announce when he announces. It's going to come out of the blue, I'm sure. But in terms of whether or not Kentucky is the ultimate winner, that's the the question that has really surfaced to me the most. Is like, if this kid is really this uncomfortable with attention, how's it going to go for him here? And so, you know, his brother doesn't think it'll be a problem. I, I think there's certainly reason to wonder. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that as well. Uh, coming up next, we got some questions about the 2020 class uh, that we addressed a little bit on last one. We'll give a quick quick update because there was one today as well. Uh, before that, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch. Been telling you about them for a while now. They got all kinds of delicious, delicious meals. They got they're a br- breakfast and lunch spot. They were recently voted Lexington's best breakfast. Uh, but as we mentioned, it's just breakfast and lunch. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day. They've got three restaurants in the Lexington. They're all locally owned. There's also some in Louisville and up in Cincinnati, too. And recently, they are have announced that they are the official breakfast of UK. So now there's even more reason to go check out First Watch and get you some of that delicious million-dollar bacon. First Watch. Yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so we got a question from, let me find his name, Connor. And he asked early predictions for who 
they land in the 2020 class, UK that is. Uh, I did want to, the reason I asked this question, Kyle, is there was an update for the crystal ball predictions and Brandon Boston Jr. is now trending for Kentucky. Uh, we talked about him on the last one. He's really fun to watch. So that's a name to, to keep an eye on. Um, but as we talked about, Kyle, it's a weird class because Kentucky's going to have a lot of spots to fill. So they've cast a really wide net. And it's there's not like a guy that you're, you know, saying, yep, he's got Kentucky written all over him. But there's a lot of guys that you could definitely see um, in a Kentucky uniform. But it's it's going to be so big, it's tough to kind of predict at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they <clears throat> probably have an unusual number of offers out this in, for for this early, um, and they're they basically offered, I mean, almost the entire top ten, I think, um, and that's actually you know you'd think that's well Kentucky's recruiting strategy is to offer the whole top ten, but that, that's really not always been the case. I mean, they're they're usually guys that they identify that you know they probably don't have a shot with or whatever the situation is. And there are some top guys they don't, but um, I mean, really, it's like most of the top fifteen. I'm pulling it up here. Um, I don't know that they've offered or, or recruited much. Evan Mobley, the number one player, but that's I think largely he's a California kid who's like seen as a lock to go to USC. His dad's on the staff, aren't? Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there, that's uh -oh. a that's a situation where you'd be wasting your time to a certain extent. Yeah, but then you've got number two, Jalen Green from California. They've offered him and are heavily involved. Number three, Jalen Johnson from Wisconsin. They've offered him. He's the guy that said Kentucky's a dream school. Number four, Scotty Barnes from Florida. They've offered him. Five, Greg Brown. They have not. Six, Joshua Christopher. I don't think they have. Uh, but number seven, Cade Cunningham. They're heavily involved with. Eight, Brandon Boston, you just mentioned, they're heavily involved with. They're, they're currently the crystal ball leaders for both Cunningham and Boston. Um, Ten, and Folly Dante, another guy that they're in the mix with. Uh, Twelve, Isaiah Todd. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's just so many names. You know, it's tough, and these things might get whittled down a little bit. Uh, the other name that, you know, is obviously because he's local, Justin Powell, we talked about. I think the biggest thing he's going to have to overcome, he told me, at Indy, that he was having a groin issue and wasn't able to play at that stop. Obviously, Kentucky wasn't able to see him there, but he needs to be healthy uh, so Kentucky can kind of see him a little bit and evaluate him further, and then maybe an offer can come. So there's just a ton of names um, out there, and we'll be updating as we go forward um, on you know what we're hearing about most of these guys. Um, That's the the other thing. One of the last thought on that is like I I do think this is the kind of class where you could see Kentucky offer some guys they wouldn't normally offer a little further down the list because they're going to need so many people and they're going to also need to get some guys that are going to be around more than a year. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Um, I don't know what this meant, but I'm going to read it. Ian tweeted, Alabama something something question mark. That, that was the whole tweet. Do you have any idea what that means, Kyle? I don't know if it was like it was it. To, it if was it's in in relation to the uh, political stuff that's going on in Alabama right now. Oh, uh, I guess that could be it. But uh, I have no real interest in touching that topic on the UK basketball podcast. <laughs> I agree so. with that. I thought uh, it was about the uh nothing the, good can come of that for us. I thought it was about the big kid, the offensive guard that got um you know, recruited by Saban after he had so many offers from everybody else. 
Moving on. Tom asked. This is interesting. He said, predict which Kentucky players will land uh, with a current NBA playoff team. I pulled up the two mock drafts that I like the most. It's Sam Vecini from The Athletic and the ESPN with Jason Gavoni. And I think Mike Smith has, has a... How do you say his last name? Is it Smith or Smith's? Uh, anyway, those two guys. That sounds like the same thing to me twice in a row. <laughs> I was trying to pronounce an M in there, but his name is difficult because I might curse. Um, but anyway... Uh, uh, there are, according to both of these mocks, there would be two guys who would be drafted by playoff teams, Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson. And ironically, Kyle, they both have them going to the same teams, but not with the same pick for Keldon Johnson. ESPN has Keldon Johnson going number 22 to the Celtics, and The Athletic has him going number 20 to the Celtics. Uh, Since that seems to be kind of a spot, (laughs) how do you think that fit would work out? Uh, I mean, I have no idea, <laughs> but, uh, it's basically everybody that's not in the lottery is a playoff team, right? The, the 16. Yes, that's exactly the, how it works. The 14 lottery teams didn't make the playoffs. So, I mean, everybody, but PJ Washington basically is probably going to go to, uh, current playoff teams. I didn't know if that question meant like teams that are still alive, the teams that are in the Eastern and Western conference finals. No, I, I asked follow up. And he said okay. he said just playoff teams in general. So there you go. I think Boston, it, Keldon Johnson seems like a Boston from what they've drafted the last couple of years. Rangy guy, has some defensive potential. He obviously didn't live, live up to that at UK to a certain extent, but really interesting see what they can do there. Um, there is like a super log jam at wing depending on what happens. <laughs> so we'd see how that worked out, but that would be fun. And then the other one, uh, playoff team that would be drafting a Kentucky player is the Orlando Magic. Both of uh, in both of these mock drafts, they they have the Magic taken Tyler Hero at sixteen. Do you think uh, Hero would would be good with that? He could keep all his blue swag. It would match his his pro team. Yeah, uh, Hero is the one guy that I wonder. I think it's still sneak into the lottery with PJ. Um, and so in that case, it would be one less guy going to a playoff team. I don't know. I, we, we Something we knew already about him that came out and kind of became a thing today because it happened at the NBA Combine. It had already been measured at the UK Combine last fall, but his, well, he's before. got a, the negative wingspan, the, the T-Rex arms. Well, I mean, if you'd been following certain Twitter accounts that were at the Nike Hoop Summit, you would have known that in April of last year. Or yeah, actually, yeah, you you put you, they measured that uh, out there, and you put that out last year. So I mean, it's the, I, it was weird because I felt like a lot of people were reacting to it today, like it was news. But um, NBA teams have known this forever. I don't I don't think it impacts. I don't think it drops his stock any because if you were an NBA team seriously considering him, you've got multiple sets of measurements that showed that he mm-hmm. had a, a minus wingspan. And for people listening who don't traffic in uh, uh, combine jargon, it just means that your wingspan is shorter than your height. He was six five, I think, with a six four and a half inch wingspan or something like that. Yeah, I have it here. Uh, height with shoes six six. Uh, wingspan six three and a quarter. Ooh, actually, that is like I thought he was. I think it was like six five when it was measured before. But uh, 
Yeah, six three wingspan is like really, really yeah, but arms. But he's six. I mean, but he's six six is the thing that I always fall back on. That was the thing. Like when I went and when I saw him for the first time, I was kind of taken aback. Like he's taller than I thought. Yeah, like, I mean, six, he's got six, plenty. He's got plenty of size to play the two guard in the NBA, and yeah. and, and and probably be will probably be trained as a point guard too. I would guess. Um, I don't know, but. I, I think he's it's fine. Everybody that everybody that's been serious about him for any period of time knew about this that he didn't have long arms, and that's not you're not drafting him to be a long athlete who's you know wowing people with with his athleticism. He's plenty athletic, but he's a good sized guard who who can score the hell out of the ball. That's what they want. Uh, we'll stick with the combine since we kind of got on the the topic here. Uh, Keldon Johnson. Measured in at six foot six as well, but his wingspan was six foot nine and a quarter. Um, so that's pretty solid size for what you want with the wing, specifically on the defensive. And um, PJ Washington comes in at six foot eight with shoes on. His PJ's dad was uh, tweeting at a, a different Tipton, not Tipton edits earlier today about this. Uh, with a wingspan, and this is where PJ always makes this up. We've talked about it a ton. Uh, seven foot two and a quarter wingspan. But Kyle, I was looking at a list uh, earlier of all the Kentucky players that have gone to the combine and get measured. Do you know what uh, PJ Washington's wingspan last year was? Seven three. Seven two and a half. He oh. lost. He lost a quarter of an inch on his wingspan. Maybe, maybe they shaved off one of his fingers when they were getting his getting his hand fixed. I thought that, uh, yeah, it was it was it got jammed in. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, uh, my other uh, thought was maybe he trimmed his nails. Um, on <laughs> on That's the, really <laughs> gross if he lost half an inch <laughs> to figure it out. Well, but uh, hold on, like th- we're dealing in percentages and rounding up and rounding down. So hypothetically, it could just be like the smallest of margins. But yeah, that is kind of that's a bit be a pretty long fingernail, but. I don't know. That was just kind of funny. I like when guys kind of change those things. Um, so that's all. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know about you, Kyle, but I have no idea like the hand length and those kind of things and what all that means. I've noticed that Hero, Keldon Johnson, and PJ Washington are all very capable of catching the ball. So they got that going for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> and um, I think I've seen them all palm it, unlike Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, I still don't believe Amadou Diallo can palm a basketball, but he did win the NBA dunk contest, so I have to shut it on that one. <laughs> Coming up next, we got a couple more questions we're going to wrap up with. Uh, but before that, check this out. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Our buddy Jeff uh, tweeted in three questions for us, Kyle. The first two um, you don't really need to comment on because I know the answers. Uh, he asked, is La Rosa's Pizza the goat? Um, I don't know if there's any goat cheese or not, if they have that on their menu or not. Um, so you'd have to go to the Lexington location, which recently opened and checked out. He asked if we're planning another remote. Uh, not like in the Firmworks, but that's probably going to be coming uh, sometime in the summer once Kyle and I get everything. You know, we're still in the trying to get our lives back to <laughs> decompress a little bit from the season, even though we're a couple months out at this point. So that, there's a good possibility uh, for that. Um, and then um, he finally asked, uh, how in the world does Arizona keep their coach and have a top recruiting class? 
And I think that that is, I mean, we could go like a long time on this, Kyle, but that is pretty crazy that Arizona still has a top five recruiting class in spite of everything that happened with the the trial. Had the number one class until Kentucky got uh, Johnny Juzang. So, yeah, it's it's fairly shocking that, one, that Sean Miller has a job, and two, that he continues to convince guys to come with, you know, I mean, frankly, it's really there's no guarantee uh, that they're not going to get hammered by sanctions before these guys get to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I'm, I guess they'll be released and they can go out other places. But that's I don't think in, as a top prospect you want to be like searching for a home, uh, you know, in the middle of the summer. Um, you know, I'd I'd love to know what they're selling these guys in terms of. Uh, Wait, yeah. I thought I thought they were buying guys. Yeah, yeah. But in tongue. Yeah, maybe that you was a terrible symbol. The, maybe you got to ratchet up the price. But I, I mean, regardless of all that, I mean, you you've still got to convince them that whatever you're doing to entice them to get there, that when they get there, they're not going to be banned from the postseason or you know whatever. So it's it is one of the great escape acts I've ever seen to this point, and, and that could all change, but. To this point, Sean Miller has really skated on by uh, and out of danger and and is living as good as he ever was living, um, despite some pretty damning testimony and evidence. Yeah, it's a pretty insane situation. And I mean, you know, taking it to another spot, um, Kenny Johnson, the former Louisville assistant who was caught up in it, um, as well, did a season at DePaul last year, I believe. Uh, might have been, might have been two years, I guess, at this point at DePaul. But he was rumored, I saw the other day, to be take possibly taking the Maryland a Maryland assistant job. Uh, so, I mean, some of the uh, Rick Pitino apologists out there are still wringing their hands uh, to a certain extent. And at this point, I, I'm not, I'm not going to have sympathy for them necessarily because Pino Pitino's situation was was something that was built towards, and it wasn't just because of this one event. Um, but it is kind of crazy, and you know, I think that once we get a little bit further away, like he's not going to be as toxic, Kyle, and then I think that that potential is, is still uh, coming down the road, uh, the way that this continues to play out, because you know, if, if no one, if he's the only head coach to lose the job, then I would venture to guess that he might be able to get another one back, because schools are desperate to win. And he has proven that he can do that. I would be really surprised if he doesn't coach college basketball again. Yeah, at a pretty at a pretty high level because I, you know, I've been as critical of him as anybody. But at this point, like whatever. I mean, let the guy back in. If, if the standard is what we've seen from everyone else, then let the guy back in. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, he's done his exile. Um, what two years in exile now? Um, he could be like. Um... This is like French king stuff. They're like have to go into exile for a bit, let things cool off. Or um, uh, the Godfather, right? And uh, Michael Corleone had to do that. He had to go over to Italy. Now Rick had to go to Greece. You know, you got to let things cool down back in the home country, and then you come back over um, after you've wiped everybody out, and you you know you start to run things again. So maybe that's what Patino's. That was his home game plan here. Who knows? Um, last question. It's a common one we get a lot. Um, but it was kind of asked in a fun way, so and it's from our buddy Matt, who asked, if you had to form a team of Kentucky players to take on the Monstars, 
to keep the Big Blue Nation from becoming alien slaves. Who are you picking? Uh, first question to you, Kyle, before we get into the actual question, are you going to see the new Space Jam? Yeah, I mean, I sort of feel like it's going to be terrible, but uh, of course I'll see it. I mean, every, I, uh, people of, of my vintage uh, my. Love, that, love that movie. So um, I'll definitely see the new one. And in terms of the, the UK all-stars, I, I assume we're talking like Calipari, Calipari era. Yeah, we'll keep it that. Keep it simple. Because, because honestly, Monster Mashburn would be like the perfect uh, antidote to uh, the Monstars. But if we're going to just go Calipari's guys, I'll say uh, Anthony Davis – Carl, I'm going with a with a three big lineup: Anthony Davis, Carl Towns, and Demarcus Cousins with uh, De'Aaron Fox and Devin Booker. Wow, I'm very different than than you. I wrote mine down, and I had, uh, and honestly, if if <laughs> we've probably had these things, and they've probably been different for each of us <laughs> because there's so many talented good dudes. Um, but I went with Anthony Davis, John Wall, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Jamal Murray, and Demarcus Cousins. I'm probably being a little bit inspired because Jamal Murray played so well in the playoffs, and that really shouldn't have any impact on this when you're talking about their Kentucky time. But that would be my lineup. That's what I'm going with at this point. So I like it. I like it too. That would be fun. They should play each other. We'd have to clone Anthony Davis, which would be it would solve all the problems for the NBA if we could just clone Anthony Davis. That's right. Everybody could trade for Anthony Davis. Now that would be a fun league to watch. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thanks again to First Watch for sponsoring this show. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and tweet us any questions you have. We don't have to necessarily ask for a mailbag. It's at Locked On UK. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Follow Kyle. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Read his work on The Athletic. You can find me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H, on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to this early on Friday morning, tune in to the Tom Leach Show from 9 to 10 a.m. on 630 WLAP in Lexington. And you can also hear me on that same station, 6 to 8 p.m. weeknights on Big Blue Insider. Uh, please rate, please review, please subscribe. All those things really help uh, with the show. And most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks for us for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Alrighty, I got tons of good stuff.